Well, welcome to Destiny Makers Weekly Podcast, Design and Destiny. I'm Doreen Leckler, and for over 20 years now, I've had the privilege and the blessing of empowering organizational leaders and athletes, cancer patients, everyday moms and dads, and purpose-seeking Christians with scientific tools that we now know about how the mind works, as well as the scriptural truths that release greater God-given purpose and potential by teaching you how how to renew and master your mind. Why? Because we know that it's the quality of your thinking that determines the quality of your life. So subscribe and join in each week as we discuss topics that will help you live to glorify God and annihilate negativity, overcome obstacles, and win in life. Well, this week on Design and Destiny, we're wrapping up our series on the three essential elements of a renewed mind based on Romans 12 2 that tells us that it's the renewed mind that enables you and me to discern God's will his good pleasing and perfect will for your life and his world and if you've missed the first two episodes you can go back to the destinymakers.org website under the resources tab and the design and destiny podcast and you'll find the first two episodes So we've already seen God's exceedingly abundant contribution toward our renewed mind. He allowed for our very fickle and devastating choice of will, but his nature remains constant. God gives and gives and gives. He's all about giving for our best. In fact, it could be said that God is for giving. And he desires us to do the same, but it's not transactional. In other words, he doesn't demand anything first or in exchange for his unbridled grace over your life. But we do know this, that the scriptures tell us that salvation is God's gift for you. Sanctification is God's work in you, but transformation is God's instruction to you. So you do have a part to play. And Romans 12, 2 says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So there is an expectation for cooperation with the work of his spirit in you. And it requires both your agreement, but also your effort to align your thoughts and emotions and expectations and actions and and and, and all of your habits with the essence and intentions and invitation of God to you and for you. See, God gives you the capacity and he gives you the content for renewal. But do you know the tree of light or the tree of knowledge of good and evil? It isn't just a historical event with Adam and Eve. It is always, always before you and me representing that alternative kind of ego source from which you and I believe will garner insight and understanding about truth or reality for us, even though it's far, far inferior to the absolute truth and the kingdom reality of God. It is so far, so far inferior. So, so the third essential element required for a renewed mind is collaboration. Your collaboration with the wisdom and knowledge of God, rather than your own assessment of good and evil and everything in between about your 
own identity and self-worth, about your thoughts and interactions with others, as well as the creation, and your beliefs about God's very nature. See, you may know and have memorized a lot of information about the Bible, about God, doctrine, church history. You may pray, go to church, give, serve, and still, still not experience a transformation of thinking, which the Bible tells us is the mind of Christ. See, it's not how much you know that makes the difference. It's how much you just naturally, instantaneously, automatically receive and respond to what you know on a regular, consistent basis that's indicative of the transformational life. And it's evidenced first and fully by embracing the reality of God's nature in you. In other words, Christ fully formed in you, as it says in Galatians 4.19. It's evidenced by living as an expression of Jesus, according to God's word, according to what Jesus said to his disciples in Mark 16.15 and also in John 14.12. It's evidenced by having a correct, accurate, consistent view of your identity as a new creation, clothed in Christ's righteousness and nature, rather than the demeaning, inaccurate, limiting, self-proclaimed opinions you have of yourself and are talking about all the time. It's also evidenced by maintaining a constant awareness so that you can take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. It doesn't just happen. It takes conscious awareness and constant attention. It's also evidenced by harnessing your tongue to speak only what is true and noble and right and pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy. That's Philippians 4.8. It's also evidenced by nurturing the soil of your heart to profess and manifest the promises of God, not just simply memorize scripture so that you can recite it. In other words, believe and act on it, even when or even before you see natural evidence of it around you. It's also evidenced by accepting his promises with childlike faith, believing that what he says will come to pass, rather than analyzing the word as some kind of philosophical positioning in Christ, just trusting him like a child, trusting God instinctively and implicitly in the unknowing, because I mean, frankly, his thoughts and ways surpass your understanding and mine. And lastly, giving up your right, your right to control all, to know all, to be all, to experience all, to understand all, to explain all. So you might be asking, well, how do you make that all happen? Because you don't need another list of what you should do or what you should be. You need to know how to automate and actualize these things in your life. And of course, my Destiny Living class walks you through that entire process. But for here and now in this podcast, let me just give you a few ways to begin. A few ways to begin. And the first is this. If you desire to have a transformed mind, well, let God know. Express your desire to God for the mind of Christ and ask the Holy Spirit for insight into areas of your life or your personhood 
where your thinking is out of alignment. Secondly, pay attention. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I say it so many times. You must start to pay more conscious attention to your thinking and emotions and reactions throughout the day. In fact, it would be so helpful to write them down. If you don't have a journal, get one because they will begin to give you clues, insights into strongholds that you've allowed over the years to take up residence in your mind that the, these, these strongholds that are warring against the knowledge of God. A third thing you can do is to confess all known sin and any wrong thinking that you might hold about yourselves, about others, about the world around you, and even God. Take inventory and do it often. You know, I have worked over the years with some of the most wonderful people who have committed their lives to Christ. They've grown up in the church. They serve. They recite scripture. Um, they have well-worn Bibles. And yet, y'all hear them talk about um, low self-worth and insecurities and fears. And I think, wow, you, <laughs> you're such a long time, solid Christian. So it's important that we begin to kind of take, uh, take authority over these thoughts and to take inventory of them. Don't just let them pass by quickly, take inventory, do it often, and then confess any wrong thinking that you have. Fourth, again, be intentional. You must be intentional to set your mind on the things above, as it says in Colossians 3.2. And do it with thanksgiving and praise and worship for God's kingdom realities. He just don't give in to the natural circumstances around you as, well, that's the truth. Go by God's kingdom truth. Which leads me to another step, which is to know God's promises. Write them out for you. Write them out and believe that they are for you. You know, Jesus said, um, and I think it was in Mark 9, 23, that everything, everything is possible for them who believe. And if you're struggling with believing, then just ask for increased faith. Jesus is the one who authors your faith and he'll give you as much as you desire and ask for he says that you have not because you ask not. So ask, you know, his disciples did. <laughs> he asked, they asked him for, for more faith and he did it for them and I'll do it for you. Another step is to learn to speak and to think as God speaks and thinks. In other words, aggressively proclaim his truth, aggressively proclaim the word over your circumstances. Don't just live under them. And then the last is this, be prepared for a battle. <laughs> be prepared because it's going to happen. See, it should be no surprise to us, it, no surprise that the enemy, the father of lies, that roaring lion who seeks to destroy your destiny, he will always, always work against your growth. So if you want to avoid the battle, well, then just don't grow and glorify Christ. I mean, don't just don't grow. Then you won't have to worry. You won't draw his attention when you do nothing. But when you do desire to grow more and glorify Christ more uh, and, and, you know, live the image of Christ in this world more, when you do that, 
you must know that battle, the battle, is part of the process. It's part of the process. See, essentially, you're reclaiming rightful territory for God and for yourself. You're reclaiming rightful territory that Satan has stolen. And he hates that. <laughs> he hates it. He is incensed when the people of God actually activate the authority that God's given them to use in this corrupted world. So again, don't be surprised or forlorn or overwhelmed. I know it, sometimes we can get weary in the battle and we can express that to God. But Jesus told you to expect it. He told you to expect that in this world we'll have many troubles. But he's got you. And his spirit in you is greater than the one who opposes you. God designed your personality, your gifts, your talents, and your timing on this earth for a very specific destiny purposed for you to bring glory to God in this world as only you can uniquely do. He became man in Christ Jesus to proclaim truth and demonstrate the miraculous life-giving power of God. And then he told those of us who would be his disciples to go out in faith and in the authority of his spirit to do the same in his mighty name. And that requires a renewed way of thinking. See, Jesus' sacrifice enabled that capacity for you. His truth clarified the content for you. And now he waits for the sons and daughters of God to collaborate with his good, pleasing, and perfect will on earth as it is in heaven. So how about you? Are you actively pursuing his purposes for you? And what are you going to do beyond just learning biblical information to move forward into God's command for cognitive transformation. What will you do? Well, if this series has blessed you, and if you want to go even deeper into living the transformed life, then I would like to give you my free ebook. It's titled Seven Steps to Grow in God, Receive Your Destiny, and Win in Life. And it's all yours. It's free. All you need to do is to click on the link below. So many blessings to you throughout this week. And I hope to see you next week on Design and Destiny.